lot of people think that happiness in relationships is finding the right person. If I could find the right person with the right personality, with the right looks, with the right gifts, I'd be happy, I'd be content, I'd be complete. But until you are the right one, you can even turn somebody who would have been a great partner for you into the wrong one because you're not ready. Whenever you enter into any relationship, you bring your own dysfunction to that equation. And I think that the view that we have of dating, based on all the shows that we have out right now and all the different things that culture presents, is that you have these two half people who come together and make a whole person. But if you're only half a person when you come into a marriage relationship, for instance, and you come together with another half person, you're not going to complete each other. There will be not a coming together, but a tearing apart. It won't be like half a person, half a person come together and complete one another. It's like these two half people are trying to get from each other a completeness that you can really only get from Christ. And so the more they try to pull out of someone else what only God can give them, the more they're going to destroy the relationship, the more they're going to be looking to that person to provide words or actions or even provide a sense of security that only God can provide. Dating should be preparation for marriage, but the way that we do it a lot of times in our culture is more of a preparation for divorce. And my feeling is that dating is very precarious, meaning dating is dangerous, because you're putting yourself in a position where emotionally, in some cases physically, and even spiritually, you're connecting to another person. But yet there's a certain amount of separation that God commands, that we're not to be joined together until point of marriage, both sexually, our hearts to one another. So the thing that makes dating so dangerous is how do I get close to someone on that level and maintain the right separation? And most people can't do it. We kind of need to recalibrate ourselves and see that although there can be benefits and blessings from dating, usually the dangers outweigh the benefits. So we have to proceed very cautiously. I don't want you to hear this and say, well, I could never live up to that. This isn't for me. This is for some super Christian. I'm just trying to give you a new way to think about it that won't take this haphazardly because I would rather say this to you now as a warning than for you to have to experience it in years to come as a regret. That way people around you can help you begin to process these things at a deeper level. But a lot of times we build up all the wrong criteria as being the most important and we get out of priority. So it's fine to have some things that you have as preferences, but don't let them be the priority. Let the priority be for a woman, how can I follow this man if he's not first submitted to follow Christ? Because realize that when you get into a marriage with someone, you join with them. I wouldn't want to date anybody that I wouldn't want to marry. Why would you date the kind of person that you wouldn't have any interest in marriage? Where is this ending? It's not ending anywhere good. Therefore, I would say, you want to date people not only with character, you definitely want there to be some kind of chemistry. You want to make sure that their background and your background is not so different that you're going to be torn by different values. That doesn't mean that you can't marry or date someone that's very different from you in certain personality ways. What I would say is so important is that if they're not the kind of person that I would want to spend the rest of my life joined to, why would I want to spend this crucial part of my life joined to them? Because they're going to lead me off the path and ultimately put me in the wrong direction. Is there a point to this relationship? I'm not saying there never is, but I would say most of the time, the motivation behind the relationship is a security or belonging or a sense of social status. Or in the case of males, a lot of times, it can just be a physical 
a sex drive thing that we feel like we're trying to meet a need outside of the context of what God, how God wants to meet it. And that's the nature of sin. It's meeting a God-given desire, but it's meeting it in a way outside of God's intended design. And I'll say that again a little bit differently. Sin happens when I try to meet or fill a God-given desire outside of God's intended design. And there's nowhere this shows up more than in dating and relationships. The desire to be with somebody, that's a good desire. God said when he made Adam, it's not good for man to be alone. It's one of the first things that God said. So it's a good desire to want to have someone, belong to someone. But if the devil can get you so focused on trying to fulfill that desire outside of his time, he can get you hooking up to the wrong people in the wrong ways at the wrong level at the wrong time. Then he can get you off course. I'm just telling you that it's so much less complicated the more that you put certain things off limits and say, we're going to build our lives and our relationship on something that's much deeper than something that's just physical and instinctive. Because so often we can build on all of the wrong things in all of the wrong places. So when you put a boundary up, you say, we're not going to build our relationship on this sexual, physical thing because that is important, but it's not most important. What's most important is a connection that's deeper than that, values that we share, ways that we communicate. You want to know how to find the right person? Set a value on yourself where you're not playing hard to get, but you actually are hard to get because you value what God has put inside of you and you're not just going to give it away cheaply. And I think that a lot of times what happens when we enter a relationship is we don't appropriately assess the value of the relationship or of where God wants to take our lives. And when you don't know the value of something, you don't tend to protect it to the level that you should. Welcome to the final session of dating, dating, commitment, dating, and relationship with Honorable and Wayne. Today's final message about commitment and leadership dating is the topic of the foundation of a healthy relationship. The last past days, we have been talking about what a dating healthy relationship looks like and how we should look upon it. Yesterday morning, I spoke with the young ladies about not letting the world define who they are and that God values you more than what the world values you as and that you're worth more in the sight of God than you probably could imagine. And last night, I spoke with the boys about overcoming obstacles and distractions in life that might prevent you from having a healthy relationship with the girl you're dating right now. So as we wrap up on the topic series of leadership dating, I hope each and every one of you has learned something from here in how you should handle your relationship in this in the very in, the, in a very serious way. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew seven, verse twenty-four to twenty-seven. And the scripture will read is says this everyone every everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine is and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, 
And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against our house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Luke 6, 47-49 Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the spring broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the springs broke against it, it immediately fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So, what do we learn from this, and how does it affect your relationship? The story will affect your relationship very deeply, in a good way or in a bad way. It depends on how you look at your side of the story, and how you compare your status relationship right now with this story. Everyone who hears these words and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat down on the house, but it did not fall. You may ask why it did not fall. In 1 Corinthians 3.11, it says this, for no one can lay down a foundation other than which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. The reason the foundation did not fall is because it had the rock, the foundation of Jesus Christ. So the house couldn't be moved because of Jesus Christ. Maybe right now your relationship is falling apart because just maybe you don't make Jesus the foundation of your life in which who controls the relationship you're in right now. Or maybe you made Jesus the foundation of your life and made him the rock, the foundation of your relationship who has complete control over the relationship you're in right now. And you trust him no matter what's the final result or outcome of that relationship. You trust him with all your heart that he will do what, do it for his honor and glory, and that you will be happy in what he's doing for you. Because the final outcome of the relationship you're in is for his honor and glory. Not for yours, but for God's honor and glory. There may be storms in your relationship right now, for the winds are blowing and the, and the flood came and beat down on your relationship and the relationship just fell apart. For that not to happen, you need to put God first in your relationship and see what he says about a boy or the girl and see if he or she is right for you. Make him the foundation, the rock on which you stand upon. Make Jesus the foundation of your life and make him the foundation of the relationship you're in right now. We won't move without you. We won't move until Jesus moves us. For you will not be shaken. But if you don't put Jesus at the center of your life and the 
foundation of your life, things are going to fall apart. Like the house on the sand, it fell apart because Jesus was not in it. Isaiah 28, 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you, you are Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Bottom line, nothing will prevail or stand against in the way of your dating relationship experience if you put Jesus as the foundation and the center of everything you do. Second Timothy 2.19 But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal, the Lord knows those who are his, and that everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal, the Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. From Second Timothy 2.19. First Peter 2, verse 4 through 6. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthold, priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable, accept, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. I'd rather stand with God than be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. I don't care what the world thinks about me. And you shouldn't either. I'd rather be rejected by the world than be rejected by, rejected by God. The world is my temporary destiny. But God is my internal destiny. We will pass through this world temporarily, but our eternal home is in heaven. God has called you chosen and precious in the sight of God. Don't let go of that. Matthew seven twenty-five. Matthew seven verse twenty-five. And the rain fell. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on that rock. Do not be foolish of what you do in your dating relationship, but become wise, and build your house on the foundation of what God has called you to do. For he is our stronghold. Psalms 18.2 The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and 
born of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm 19.2 So, where are you in your dating relationship? Have you built the foundation of Jesus Christ on who is, on it, who is wise? So have you built the foundation of Jesus Christ on it, who is wise? Or are you like the foolish man who did not build his foundation on Jesus in his or her relationship? And maybe that's the reason why you have, right now, a messy relationship. Friends saying you shouldn't date him or her. You may or may not listen to your friends or parents of who today, but not today. Because they know, because they know best for you. Because they've gone through it before. And they know the outcome of that relationship and what it will end up as. They experienced it before and they may be preventing you from going through that experience of what your parents or friends went through. Because they just might know the signs of a bad or a good relationship. And it's your choice to choose to listen or not to listen to them. Be wise or be foolish. It's a choice. But if you make the wrong choice, there's always consequences to your actions. Like the foolish man who built his house on sand without no foundation to support itself. The winds blew and the house shook and the house got destroyed because there was no foundation underneath it. And the foolish men suffer the consequences. The question I bring to you is this. Will you build your life on Jesus' name? For when you do, that it will be a strong firm foundation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for these three days of learning how to be committed in our dating life. I pray that you will be at the center of these young boys and girls' lives today, and you will teach them how to learn from you, that you will protect each and one of these kids today as they go out and live the life you have called them to live out for your own glory. In Jesus' name, amen.